Hello, good people, and welcome to episode four of season nine of the Brunswick Beer Collective. Yes, that's, uh, yep. And yeah, you got it right. I, a, I know. You didn't, even, you didn't have to look for confirmation. It's no, amazing. No, no, no. I feel like it's almost like I rehearsed it. Yeah, it's, it's almost yeah. like it's like, you know, 100 minus 4, 96, mm. 96 is 8 times 12. That works. But, and this is a 100 episode. That's right. It is. 100 episodes, which is kind of scary. Uh, if guests show up, then we'll have them on here. If not, then we'll just talk to ourselves. So I am Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Good afternoon. With me is Paul Christoph. Good afternoon, I think. And welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the afternoon. I mean, I... Well, it's the afternoon here, but... <laughs> who, knows, who, knows where, who knows what time it is in your head, though? I, I had no Saturday. Yeah, that's I right. I had on Friday night, and here I am. Here I arrived on Sunday morning. Uh, for those playing at home, um, Paul was has been in the States for the past couple of weeks. It's been good fun, and we'll... Uh, sure, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. And share some beers next, next episode, but... Well, this week it's a hundredth episode shenanigans. Exactly, and it's hard to believe it's been a hundred episodes. I wanted to, um, uh, yeah, you know how you see like hundred episodes, um, like uh, for like TV shows, and they just do a clip job. Mm. Um, well, I could have did that, except for the fact that that would involve me listening back to things. Yeah, everybody, mm. like Pop said, never look back or always look forward. Oh, Pop, um, Luke Cage. Oh! Shouldn't have had to uh, no. explain that one to you there, Chris. Look, Come on, mate. Who's the one with the jet lag? Exactly. Uh, look, I, 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 blame, I blame society. <laughs> society is a good scapegoat. Exactly. Society is always your scapegoat. I don't think you can keep blaming society forever. Look, sooner, sooner or later, you know, it's gonna, all going to make sense. And like, if we fine. go back through this podcast and count how many yeah. times we yeah. blame society, <laughs> like, society's going to be super pissed off that, at you. That, that, that would be the clip. The clip show. Yeah, that's just right. Just blaming society for That's things. right. That's right. Uh, well, a part of me actually wanted to go back and listen to episode one, but then I remembered how many times I had listened to yeah. episode one and decided it was best not to listen to episode one. Um, you probably could have just, you know, narrated episode one verbatim. <laughs> well, I did a commentary track for it. Um, I, don't, I don't think anyone can handle that. No. But it has been a long, you know, how many years has this been? It's uh, several. Yeah. Because the, the straight... The well, 2015 is when we started, so yeah. over two years. Over two years. Because so it, it was on Ben's Balcony, 2015, yeah. Australia Day, that we came up with the idea. And then we started in May. No, it was on my balcony. Oh, sorry, your yeah. balcony. Sorry, we were on Ben's balcony. We kicked off his balcony. You got kicked yeah. off Ben's balcony. Ceremonially. Came down your balcony. That's right. But, and no, no, but like, you know, the person who kicked us off mm. did it in the nicest possible way. Yeah, yeah like, so it was like, fuck off. Yeah, it's like, fucking get out. <laughs> and it wasn't bad, to be clear. No, no, no. But, you'd, uh, those, oddly, that was, you had just flown in. Um, I'd just flown in from London. Yeah. You, so, you, um, it was also, so the day we came up with this thing was the same day that you were actually, you know, Pulling yourself to uh, it was another day where you're pretty much trying to keep yourself awake. But that started a lot more. It was a lot more fun to start. So the start mm. to this day pretty much involved coming home, mm. putting a bunch of clothes in the wash, getting some coffee and breakfast, and doing grocery shopping. The start of that day involved me 
going out to Holgate mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of wineries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then the Australia Day party. Yep. So that was a much more... Much better way to yeah. way into the world. Yeah. yeah. That, that was proper dedication. It was a much longer flight as well, I mean. 14 hours, 15 hours from LA to Melbourne is nowhere as bad as the sort of 21-ish mm. from mm. But I mean, but it would have been, London. it would have been about 20 combined or something. Like if you take from when you left SF and got home. Oh yeah. Because you can yeah. consider that sort of one, like it's, it's nothing compared to the, the, the 53 hours it took me to do that same journey one time because oh, I'm, yes. I'm retarded, but uh, you know. <laughs> so we should actually talk about beer, I suppose. I suppose. Um, and the first thing we wanted to do was a bit of an in memoriam because you know um, o- over the past few years that we've been around um, they've been, we've lost several breweries and well, we haven't lost them they're still here Chris like and, and I mean I guess we've, we've debated this point a number of times both on the podcast mm. and with other people around you know um, when a microbrewery because yeah. I presume that's what you're talking about yes. when a microbrewery gets bought out by a macro brewery, um, what do people think? And usually the internet just loses its yeah. fucking mind whenever that happens. And um, yeah, it's something. And, and I've heard, I've heard a few legitimate arguments to kind of support the losing your mind camp. And and you know everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's fine. But you know my view is that like if they're still making good beer, they're still making good beer. So it's fine. Well, I think Mountain Goat is the. Uh but, Big example from a yeah. pure from a pure yeah. beer mm. point of view. Yeah, it's the pretty much the same people. Yep, they actually employ a few more people now. Mm-hmm. They can do more stuff. They did before. Yeah, and their rare breeds have never been better. Yeah. Or, I reckon they're better than that more numerous. Before. That's, That's right. true. So who who are on our in memoriam list? So from Australia, we've got um, Mountain Goat. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've got Four Pines last uh, week. Mo- last yeah. week, the most recent. Which was one. I think everyone was. A, Nobody expected that one. Well, we did. Well, we did. Okay. <laughs> we, I mean, we didn't expect it to happen now, necessarily, no. but we did say at some point in time... They're one of the obvious mm, candidates. Mm. Correct. Um, so, Ball- Ballast Point uh, mm. got bought out by... Was it the... Constellation, the, uh, Constellation. Yeah, the dudes who um, own um, Corona. Mm. Uh, Lagunitas, which was... Went 50% Heineken or 49% to... To 100%, 100% Heineken. Uh, Elysian, they got mm. bought out. I think they got bought out by Indev as well, I think. I think so. Yeah, they're, um, they're based in... Seattle, I think. I've, I've been to their tap room. I was very drunk that whole time. Mm. So I'm not, I could, it could easily have been anywhere on the Western <laughs> Seaboard. But uh, you're, you're not even sure you were even there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wicked Weed, uh, whose mm-hmm. T-shirt mm-hmm. I'm wearing right now. Also um, AB and Viv. Also AB and Viv. They were the ones who, like, everyone really, really lost their shit when that one happened because you know because they're like this sort of little. Well, not that mm. little, but there's you know in like in Asheville, like everyone. I think just got, it's the one that no one really expected. Yeah. 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 Ballast Point. You know they. They're available nationwide. Mm, they're yeah. available overseas mm. already. Correct. So you're like, okay, they're, yeah. they're on the path. As big as it yeah. goes. Wicked Weed is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think that's that's a, that's a good point. And um, Goose Island, I guess, is the other one. Although technically it was already bought out and then it was bought again or something. Yeah, it was, yeah. it's a little bit weird. The, the company that bought the company bought the company. Yeah. 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 One too many boughts. But um, anyway, so yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, that's not, that's not nowhere near an exhaustive list, but those are sort of the ones that came to the top of my head when I woke up this morning and saw the message saying, which breweries can you think of who, uh, who got bought out by bigger breweries? Which is most appreciated. In the past two and a half years. In the past two and a half years, yeah. So, you know, we can effectively blame ourselves for this stuff. Yeah, but uh, you know, look at, uh, yeah, you know, Ballast Point, 
We, mm. we went there after the buyout. Well, I was... Yeah. yeah. You, you, and it was what, amazing. You, yeah. Yes. Well, well, I was just saying, being at the... I was at the 49ers game on Thursday, mm. and I mean, Lagunitas, Ballast Point, Elysian were all on tap. Yeah. Would have they been at tap at a football game had they not been no. bought out by... That's a good question. Uh, although, you know... I saw Ballast... I uh, Grapefruit Sculpin at... The burger at some burger place at San Francisco Airport, sitting next to you know Bud on the same time. That wouldn't have happened. There's something slightly scary about that, but in an awesome way. Yeah. So any NFL fans or anyone, any frequent flyers who like both complain about microbreweries getting bought out and yeah. like to do what they do otherwise, mm. you should rethink your point of view. Yeah. Oh, Golden Road is another one. Yes. Yes, that's right. Because yep. also I saw them at the. Uh, yep. No, they've, well, they've got their own, their own basically tap room and bar. At, um, Terminal Six. That's amazing, mm-hmm. and and that wouldn't have happened without you know well, big money. Wasn't Anchor Bay bought out? Anchor Anchor yeah. was just bought out by Sephora. Yes, yeah. yes, yep. Um, I mean, I'm guessing it's going to get pretty soon where the like you know the people are going to get bought out by so Sephora is going to be be bought out by um, you know Asahi Sam Miller or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was Sephora's first foray into buying the, stuff. ABM Bev's obviously the big one who's buying uh, they bought like 10 them. they bought 10 now or something like yeah. that I think I was ready yeah Sapporo that was mm. their first so, uh, so you know with four with four pines gone who do we think is going to be next Pirate Life yeah Pirate yeah. Life or Bolter yeah well I mean, Pirate, yes. I mean they, Pirate Life have not made any secret I mean this was set up as a this Some, was business minded like from mm. day one it's been a very yeah it's not just been a bunch of guys who like beer mm. Doing fumbling their way their through shit. it. It's been a bunch of guys who really like beer and mm. thinking their way, through. you know, thinking their way and doing right. this as a business and doing this properly. And if you start with that mindset, the right. natural end to that is being purchased. Right. And and of course, because you know, if we're at our first hundred episodes, well, we Stone and Wood, that could be another one. I'm yep. surprised Stone and Wood aren't already bought out. But yeah, I, I mean that's yeah, it's another yeah. obvious one. And Bolter, I think, yeah, mm. it's definitely... Yeah, Pirate Life. Like, if I was coming into Australia, if I was a big international brand and I wanted mm. to buy an Australian brewery, Pirate Life would be the most obvious one, like, because they're kicking goals. Like, their stuff is available mm. internationally already. Like, when I was in London in the local bottle shop in Clapham Junction, like, a couple of weeks ago, and there was, like, Pirate Life, yeah. Pale and Double IPA in the fridge. And I was like, I almost want to buy it just because yeah. it's here. Yeah. But it's like, but I know I can have it back home, so I'm not going to. Singapore well, and Hong Kong, you can find it as yep. well. Yep, yep. D- did you consider getting the mosaic can, just so you can um, angle it on the edge of your glass? Uh, no, well, I mean, I had to do that. Like, yeah. it's, I, don't, I don't know why that's a thing now, but it's given <laughs> us a thing. Like, okay, it's fine. Like, you know, I kneel to the uh, the social media overlords on that one. But... I thought it seems to be happening less and less on beer street. Yeah, days. it's kind of run its course. Yeah. Now the new one seems to be just putting the can directly, you know, on top of the. Oh, on top of the glass. Um, glass. Like right. So like like pointed with the beer mm. going down. Yeah. Or just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you pour it and then you just yeah. So many new trains here. But so. All right. What? Uh, all right. That's uh, that's what's gonna. Ha- uh, that's the. That's what's happened, and yeah. What will happen? We've yeah. What, yeah we we predicted it. There. Yep. That's all right. right. <laughs> all right. What? Uh, what's our next big prediction? Because obviously, you know, the Nipah is now everywhere. Um, what? What other style is going to take over Australia? Well, if if what I was saying in um, New York two last week, two weeks ago, is anything to go by, um, double dry hot Nipahs. Are certainly going to be the next. Um, what's, thing. what's like the what is the flavour of that? What is? Well, it's just it's hot topia basically. Okay. 
Because dry hops is you chuck in hops like chuck at, in a bunch of hops at so the yeah. end, basically. So they're not in the boil process, no. but yeah, they're just in at the end. It almost makes it sound just disorganized. So I was surprised even, you know. <laughs> it sounds like an accident. It sounds yeah. like someone yeah. accidentally dry hopped a beer once and we're like, this is all right, actually. Even, yeah. yeah, I wasn't doing it intentionally, but even Lauren, a couple of days into into the trip, she's like, mm. oh, you, you know, you really like the uh, double dry hop beers, don't you? I'm like, well, it's not, you know, anything I'm doing by choice. It's just... Mm. The ones that seem interesting, the ones that seem, people seem to be talking about on Rate Beer and Untapped are the double dry hopped ones. So I would, yeah, not be surprised if that is the next. No, the next big thing. Things happen here. Well, uh, though, that's just that's all beers or just neepers. Oh, just all well, IPAs in general. Okay. I notice a lot of places aren't calling them New England IPAs. They're just IPAs. Yeah, like in America, a lot of places are just saying oh, it's an IPA, and then you get it, and it's yeah. you know really hazy. Well, it's, it's interesting. When I was in Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago, um, I had a I had a Nipa that mm. you could see through, and I think they made like sort of said um, the brewery yeah. apostrophe T I J whatever. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I went there and like <laughs> yeah, I got it, and I went like, why can I see through? The, why can't I see through this beer? This is weird. It's like I was confused because even I think the well the heady topper guy. Um, the guy who started does that brewery. Yep. I think I was reading an article with him where he's like, "Oh, that's not like, it's not, it's not really a style. It's like mm. it's just a type of, it's an IPA." So I think that's kind of a bit of a not a controversy, but it's a bit of a point. Some people say it's a unique style, and other people say, "Well, no, it's just a yep. different kind of mm. IPA, but it's not. A, it's it's not its own style. It's is basically a bit of a take on a West Coast IPA, but ultimately it's still a West Coast IPA. That's right. Even though originated on the East Coast. All right, next question. Hmm. Uh, What do we think is going to... How do you put this nicely? What's going to make us angry in the next 100 episodes? Well, I got pretty angry on Friday night, like when I walked up Swanson Street expecting there to be a Macca's like near Flinders Street Station and there was no fucking Macca's. I know. angry about that. I know. I, I was when I was, on the, <laughs> when I was on the tram the other day. Two people were like, oh, McDonald's is gone. Like, that's been there my whole life. And I, yeah, it's not there. That's exactly right. Like, where are the homeless people going to go? And like, it's like, no. So, you know, think of the children. So I, so I, was, I, I was at Beer Deluxe for your birthday drinks actually mm. on Friday. And it's like, true. I, left I, I get and, older. I left and, um, and my friend who I was with said, it's like, oh, we should totally try the 10 nuggets in, in 60 seconds challenge. And I said, yes, that is an excellent idea. Let's do that. That's that Nicolas Cage movie, mm. isn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 10 nuggets in 60 seconds. Um, yeah, so you want them to be gone in 60 seconds. That's exactly right. So I walked past. And like, I, I'm pretty sure that's what that film's about. If they'd been a table while, in front of where the Maccas would have been, I would have flipped it. Because I was yeah. like, I was so angry. I was like, what, what? what? When when did this happen? Like it's just oh. lucky nobody suggested you go to Hungry Jacks. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Or also for our American listeners. Yeah. But, uh, so I had to go to the Maccas on um, on Elizabeth Street, but I, I, I suspect that's not the question that you are actually no. asking. Um, yeah. What in beer is going to make us angry in the next? In places leading to a previous discussion, when places advertise that they have craft lists mm. and then only have beers that are made by breweries who have been purchased by one of the big players. Ooh, but now we're opening up the, our own can of worms here because, you know, does that not make them crafty? Well, I, I, yeah. my personal thought on that is craft and independent are two different things. Craft just means good beer using good ingredients. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it won't necessarily make I us think. angry. It'll make, it'll make other people angry, though. Because, mm. yeah, people look to the, you know, the ABA definition where independence is yeah. um, linked to term craft. But, yeah, craft is less and less of a term that's used because it doesn't really mean anything anymore. Yeah. It's good. It's a good beer and there's bad beer. And yeah, independence is something that is important to some people, not important to others. 
craft itself as a term is kind of meaningless now, I think. So is is that actually going to be the thing that gets us angry this year? The well, misuse of the term it, craft. It's going to make other. Well, I think I think it's it's going to make somebody angry. It'll either <laughs> yeah. be used in like it'll either get over you or other people will go too far down the path of like mm. sort of saying you can't call it craft because it is not independent. In which case mm. we will get angry. Or the scenario Paul just said, like people call it craft a craft list, and it will be stuff mm. that's not mm. independent. It will make other people angry. Um, I think maybe just like just the I think we've sort of the other thing I've noticed over the last 12 months is really just like a real sort of proliferation of like you know just like everyone just going like down a particular path like like the NEPA is a really good example I'm just like Mm. everyone's a NEPA everyone has to make a fucking NEPA and they're just fucking everywhere and stuff and And they're not all doing it well no and and that's I think that's the thing the American craft industry discovered is that just because you can make a West Coast style Mm. IPA doesn't mean you should make a West Coast style IPA and I think like you know you know, pushing too far down, sort of trying to like push a fad to its like ultimate mm-hmm. sort of extreme. We're just going to go like, well, one one day, like, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily predict this is going to happen. But if, if one day, you know, Jeff walks into a bar and there's like twelve neepers on tap, so Jeff is speaking in the third person. Now? No, this is, this is a hypothetical oh. Jeff, right? Hypothetical Jeff walks into a bar, <laughs> sees twelve neepers on tap, and I think he might be quite angry if that happens. Hypothetical Jeff, yeah. Jeff is terrifying. I know he's a terrifying guy. Yeah. Like you know. Better hope you don't run into hypothetical Jeff in the dark alley. Look, no, I just no, no that's scary. Of course, there's also we'll, we will make another collaboration beer with someone. Mm. Yeah, we've got a few ideas, and it will be fantastic. It has and to then be. someone will give it a bad review on Untapped. That will make me angry. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, we actually had Bruce again last night. Oh, did you? Yeah, it, did. It, was, it was at the, the terminus. Yeah, the last of it still on. Um, all right. One last thing. Sure. Well, yeah, Chris, yeah. What do you think is going to make people angry? Oh, I, th- I think it is actually going to be the um, craft, not craft thing. I, I think I think we're going to see. think it's coming to a head? I, <laughs> I'm hoping that it was intended as a joke. It was, yeah. Well done. Um, yeah, I think people are going to really start to... Yeah, we're, we're, going to we're going to see that because more people will be drinking things that are actually technically, technical, I guess, you know... Uh, they're, they're all craft beer, but because a lot of people will be drinking it, it'll take away a certain exclusivity from it. And then you're going to start seeing more people who are like, well, no, I only drink this beer, this particular stuff, because it's not owned by such and such. And that they'll be um, not wanting to drink some of the other ones because other people, a lot of people are drinking, you know, it could be anything really. The exclusivity thing's very interesting. I was reading an article a few months back now about the rate beer... So best beer in the world, mm. and that's this has changed over the past you know, so twenty years. Mm. And it's very interesting. So seeing the beers that were winning you know, 20, 19, 18 years ago, as opposed to now, mm. it's gone from just really good beers ranking highly because they're really good beers to it's all about how rare mm. they are, mm. the exclusivity mm. yeah. thing. It's so. becoming less and less about how the beer actually tastes. Well, the big question is: Is it going to be like? Because you know how, how, like, I've got, I've got um, a, a turntable, um, and vinyl is now has go, it's gone from being something where you can go to JB Hi-Fi, the local record store, and the vinyl section is bigger than the CD section. Yeah. And, but it's no longer what it was. Where you know, you um, for about five years prior to that, you had to go to specialized stores and you had to like pick up. Like uh, find random um, vinyl, and some of them was some of it was in vinyl, some of it was on um, CD, some of it just didn't exist. Is it? Um, but now it's mainstream. Sure. Yeah. Is that what we're going to see with um, 
all of this where because it's no longer an auteur it's, thing. Yeah, you know, your favourite your favorite indie band has a top yeah. ten hit. Exactly, and then suddenly they've sold out. Well, I mean, I think that's why people are getting annoyed, right? It's so, becoming like everything else, yeah. which is, you know... Which is fine. Like, I mean, if, Everything if, becomes like everything else. If the, be, if, you, if the be you like is then more available rather than less available, that, can, that yeah. surely can yeah. only be a good yeah. thing. I like drinking that, I this, and I can, I can get it more easily for cheaper than ever before. Now I'm angry! This is so annoying! <laughs> yeah. All right, what is... Uh, people need to check themselves before they wreck themselves. What is going to make us happy, then? It's going to make um, more... <laughs> better beer on it, more venues. Yeah. I think the... You know, the example I certainly found in the US where, you know, you go to venues that you just do not expect to have good beer, such as mm. you know, random crappy burger joint at airport mm. or mm. some shitty bar, which is not a craft beer bar, and you're finding all these amazing beers on tap, yeah. which wouldn't have happened before. I think, uh, you know, special guest Ben um, and I went to an event a couple of months ago and there was Goose Island on tap mm. at a kind of venue where you would never see beer like that on tap. It's just, there's going to be better beer available at more places and the craft venues are still going to you know Alex isn't going to mm. be putting on Goose Island at no. the Ale House yeah, you're always going to find see a place yeah. yeah there's going to be loads of good craft yeah, beer great. venues putting supporting independence the owners mm. will support who they support but all these other venues where the owners don't really care about that mm. will be able to put better beer yeah. on I think everyone's really a winner yeah, raising the bar. I think you know, and, you know obviously, you know, we're, we'll do another collaboration beer. It'll mm. be awesome, and someone will write a nice review about it. That'll make us happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be happy. Well, most people, most people are nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone wrote a particularly bad no, review of the last one. Oh, no. like, it's, no. it's just, it's just, no, no, it's, 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 it's the, uh, it's not, not, it's that thing where you know, some like they, they don't, you, you mm. do, you would do a stout. The good, good one was the not so junior mint. Was the perfect mm. example. Mm. This person's like, I don't like mint and I don't like stouts. Two stouts. It's like, well. And Come so, on, it's it a great beer. Like. And it wasn't a stout. It was a porter. No, stout porter. Same diff. That'll make someone angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 The, the stout versus porter thing is going to come to a head this year. This is going to be, yeah. uh, you know, porter stout gate is going to occur <laughs> 2017, 2018. But no, I was trying to come up with something that would be um, original from, you know, you, you guys' predictions, but I think that is what's going to be the happy thing for the next few years. Or well, the next 100 episodes. Sadly, that means that's exactly what we'll be talking about for the next hundred episodes. Like suckers. Like, when they have like all the know, badges again, that'll probably happen yeah. within the next 100 episodes. Yeah, that'll, yeah, that'll be happy. Yeah, more badges. No, but no, it's, I was going to try and quote the Simpsons movie because, like, you know, it's like, we'll do it like that, but then people will be listening to us like suckers. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying money for something we could be watching for free, like suckers. <laughs> Except no one pays us for this, so it's actually no. not suckers at all. Just no. your time. Your time is valuable, though. Time is yeah. valuable. People. Time, time is, is money. Time yeah. is money. It's most appreciated. So, my glass is empty. I need a beer. And, look, as we've done for pretty much every episode for the last hundred... We're going to drink some beer, and this is the first one, and this is... I have no idea what this is. Jeff? Uh, it's the Waste Out by Bruny Island Beer Company. So Bruny Island are a um, Tasmanian-based yeah. brewery. Uh, it's the Waste Out, and this this is a topic that's come up a number of times on the podcast. Uh, it's Waste Out is inspired by the medicinal milk stouts of Victoria, England, enriched with lactose, presumably also oxytocin. Mm. Uh, they were prescribed <laughs> for a wide range of ailments. So many memories. 
In our case, getting the lactose involves carrying nearly 400 litres of cow's milk whey left over from making raw milk C2 to the brew kettle 50 metres from the cheesery. Our ale yeast cannot digest the whey's lactose, meaning that it remains in the beer after fermentation and adds texture and sweetness. Whey stout has a full-bodied creamy mouthfeel, tastes smooth and roasty with a slightly sweet milk chocolate finish and just a hint of bitterness. Hmm. It's a very long description, yeah. mate. They really went all out with that one. Well, C2 is one of their best cheeses. Okay. I don't think I've had Brony Island cheese before. That's oh, really good. Okay. Well, it's good the Tasmania is, um, you know, proven its existence. <laughs> I guess so. Um, Alright, initial thoughts, people. Tastes like a stout. <laughs> that was very specific. Though we have had a lot of stouts lately and they've always been unpredictable. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's really, like it's not as um like from that from that reading I was expecting something mm. a little bit milky, a little more chocolatey. Mm. Like it's kind of a it's like a hybrid between one of those full on American stouts and an say an Irish dry. Um, Quite dry. Yeah, well that's yeah, exactly. I was not expecting it to be as dry as it is, but um, it's nice. I like it. All right. Um, what are people saying about it? Uh, Grant. Oh, Sorry, no, you so go. Daniel H at the Ale House Project on the twentieth. Not a bad stout. Not as milky as I was hoping, but very sessionable. Then gives it mm. two stars. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this man? Like, what is what is his scale? Like, it's weird. Uh, Grant M, the Ale House Project, forty-seven minutes ago. Smooth, full-bodied, and not too harsh on the burnt toast. Okay. Mm. I, who's having stout on their burnt toast? That's, that's, that's yeah. interesting. Um, nice caramel and malt taste. Good intro to stouts. P.S. The lipstick is all kits. Apparently there's lipstick in the photo. Yeah, I couldn't oh. find it. Yeah. 3.5 anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ben Wilson at the Owl House Project on the 30th of September. <laughs> Gave it four stars, but couldn't be bothered to say anything about it. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That guy's so annoying. Um, a lot of people aren't saying much about it, actually. So um, I don't I don't know if a, a lack of um, speaking is a good thing or yeah. not. Craig S, sixth of September. Seriously, a great brew. I purchased it at Worst House at Oliver's. He gave it four point two five. Mm. Um, Claire at Meat Market North Melbourne. I think Meat Market is is that the old Metropolitan Hotel in North Melbourne? That's uh, where the wine thing was. Yeah. The um, it's the Greece. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, used yeah. To, I used to go to the Met all the time. They had this um, this sort of like Fight Club style sort of underground bit, which mm-hmm. was like super weird because I went there straight after watching Fight Club one time. So it's like anyway. So um, everything looked like Fight Club. Anyway, funky nose, stouty mouth. That's a good band name. Three point seven five. So I should flag that uh, that voice you heard there was uh, Ben Wilson, and he is he's fighting a cold. Or yeah. some sort of ailment. Doing his best Com- Sophie. Combination of. Doing his best Sophie yeah. Monk impression. Yeah, exactly. Just a big bogan. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, if you're listening. So, alright. Anything else? Uh, who else have we got here? Um, John L. at Dulwich Hill. Yum, burnt, yum, comma, burnt, comma, mouthfeel, comma, bitter. Amazing head on the beer, 4.25. I'm impressed with the amount of commas. I know. Mm-hmm. Adam S., no location. Bloody good. 4.25. Good old Adams. If you want something more, there's Dave A at St. John Craft Beer Bar, which is down in Tasmania. Yes. Mm-hmm. Slightly bitter, roasty, and very satisfying for such a sessionable stout. Could drink this all night. 4.25. All right. Yeah. What do we think then? I think it is certainly different 
than your average stat. It's got that dryness, which I'm assuming mm. is coming from the whey. Um, I would drink it again, but given some of the stouts that I've had recently, I'm not actually talking about the American stouts, I'm talking more the mm. ones that mm. sort of had early in yeah. September, late August. It's not quite up there with those, so it's a 3.75 for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with 375. I, I wish that's... I could have transcribed that, so I <laughs> needed to have written it down. <laughs> um, Benjamin, I gave it a four last time. I'm still enjoying it this time, but I find there's a, an unusual aftertaste to the mm. beer that I'm sorry, not enjoying as much this time. Um, mm. I'm not sure what it is, but I'd probably give it a 3.75. It's oxy, oxytocin. Yeah, too much. They've, they've put too much oxytocin. I've been spoken about uh, the oxytocin levels in stouts for a while, haven't we? It's no, no. Well, that's, you know, that's why I thought this would be a good beer to get on. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a bit of a remit. You know, we're getting reminisced you know, about. You know, the, the good old days. Yeah. When, when you know, the, the world was a simple place. Things had more oxytocin. Life was good. So I agree with you guys. I think this is a three point seven five. It does have that strange aftertaste as well. And it's a fi- it's a fine stat. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not a four star. Yeah, I've been quite I've been quite impressed with all of the the mm. Bruni Islands. Yes, um, yeah, we don't. It's got a surprise. I assume mm. just be good at cheese, but obviously <laughs> not. And I think we should move on to the next bit. We should. And of course, it's that time of the show when we have a second beer. And this one, well, this one came in bottles and Jeff got it from the bar and it's got like fancy labelling and I, I can read it. It's from La Serene. It's got a number 17 on it. And it's, look, I'm going to assume that it's not, this isn't how to say it. It's a Foret Sauvage. Yeah, I think it's probably meant to be pronounced Foret Sauvage or something. At least that's how Shane pronounced mm-hmm. it at the bar. So I'm going to assume that he knows what he's talking about. He knows his forests. Yeah. He knows his forests, all right. Best damn forests ever. What do we think about the green bottles? Oh, uh, yeah, that's what last rain do, though, isn't it? But it's the worst colour for a bottle. Well, I mean, it's terrible to try and take a photo of, like, as mm. I just discovered right then. That was complete pain in the ass. It's terrible for... Mm. You don't want sun... When sunlight gets through there, it can affect the taste of the beer. That is a theory, isn't it? No, it's true. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's science. It's true. Are Wasserine different cans? No. I haven't seen yes, any cans. Uh, well, oh, really? Uh, the, the, the Urban Pale. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cool. But it is interesting, the whole... Um, yeah, the green... I mean, what was the reason that green bottles started being used? Wasn't it because it was... It, it, it was just, It was cheaper because of the recycled glass back in World War II or something? Or, um, and then it kind of just became the thing you did and... That seems like a statement. Seems yeah. odd that someone who does fantastic beers would use mm. green bottles. So, um, it'd be interesting to find out. Uh, m- maybe they got them cheap. We should, we should probably go. We should probably chat to them at some stage. I mean, they're one yeah. of the. Um, they wanted like the. Yeah, the well, real... we I haven't been to their. No. They have no. their. Are open permanently, or they have their occasional uh, days that they're open? Certainly, I've noticed yeah. people been down there but, but they like they're one of the real like sort of mainstays of the melbourne craft mm, like you know yeah. they're, they're, but they've always kind of run a little bit under yeah. the radar yeah. so like you know they don't you know they're not like you know your mornington's mm, or your mm. code slum but they've been around a long time they've been oh. doing some like i like back from when i started mm. like really getting into yeah. craft beer, like back at raccoon club in yeah. 2011 like they were always getting them on but they, i think they're like a real sort of local kind of operation imperial well. praline is one of my yeah. favorites oh, it's amazing and of course the strange part is is that I, you know, you look at the Lacerine bottles and the first thing you think is like, 
That can't be from Melbourne. It, it doesn't... It looks like it should be from somewhere in Europe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Well, in fact, and they do focus... It's like, a bit like um, Himmel Hund, who we talked to mm, last mm. week. They do focus more on the Belgian-type mm, styles. Mm. You know, they, that's, it's all farmhouse and, you know, like sort of saison and, well, just mm. the same thing and, and all that. So, yeah. You also don't, haven't really gone with the core range either, like most other no. breweries that started yeah. up in Australia. You've exactly got your right. Pale Ale, your Stout, mm-hmm. IPA. You know, sort of tended to stick to one style and well, do, do, it, do it well. The Urban yeah. Pale, you were saying, was really yeah, their, sort of the their first foray into and that was yeah. relatively recent. Yeah. yeah. But, all right, has everyone tasted it? No. no. Oh. I'm still drinking yes. the other beer. Oh. <laughs> um, so much beer. I'll tell you what it is, though. Apparently, it is. An 18-month barrel-aged, 100% spontaneous Ooh. fermented wild triple version number one on whole sour cherries. There are a lot of words. There. It's sour. Yeah. I'll give you that Very much. Sour. Sour. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good contrast to the previous beer. What does the ABV do? I taste the cherries, though. ABV is eight. Real? Oh, okay. That would make sense. Um, how long is it aged on cherries? For how long? Well, it's 18-month barrel-aged, and I guess cherries are... Maybe the cherries are only involved in the end or something like that, or don't know. Hmm. I get, big, I get a big cherry from, yeah. from it. Yeah, I get a cherry from it. I can't. Paul's um, taste buds are still dead from too many hops over the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to be that guy. Now, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I talk about the, you know, the, <laughs> the, the Allagash, which was uh, used on uh, three, two different varieties of cherries from Nancy's farm. <laughs> So I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but that, that, that was a huge cherry hit. It's also $25 for a 375ml bottle. And that's in the US. Quite oh, expensive geez. in the US. But oh, that was okay. cherry as fuck. <laughs> um, you heard it here. Yeah, cherry as fuck. <laughs> cherry as fuck. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What, uh, what are people saying about it? Well, uh, Mark C's, 20 hours ago, purchased that Black Heart and Sparrows. So the La Serene can do no wrong. Another cracking sour, 4.25. Mm. Um, Matthias Yu at Beer Deluxe in Hawthorne. Ah, oh, so good. Cherries, fruits, raisins, 4.75. Brendan W at Beer Deluxe Hawthorne at the uh, Death by Chocolate Barrel Age Beer event. Oh, I was at that. <laughs> I, was at, I was at the venue. I conveniently had allowed myself an hour and a half before finishing work and mm. meeting my wife for dinner nearby. It's like, well, I'll just ah. pop into her. And oh, look, they've got Barrel Age. That was where they had like the 2014 Ramjet and mm. all kinds of interesting stuff on. But I didn't try this then. But anyway, he said, uh, Death by Chocolate Barrel Age Beer Event, dark ganache infused with orange contro. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that's the chocolate that was... Must be, yeah, but there's no... yeah. Serene's first spontaneous fermented beer, so we weren't thought about the event, not much about the beer. So he gave it 4.25, so clearly really liked it. Clearly the event was awesome. And his uh, mate Leaf P has said, what does spontaneous ferment mean? Leave it on the back porch and see what happens? Ha <laughs> ha! And Brand said, actually, dude, pretty much yes. And then Leaf has said, nice, I'll try it. Well... Mr. W at Carwin Sellers, which is just confusing. I see Mr. Wilkinson, the bar, did not suddenly appear at Carwin Sellers. I was so hoping that happened. That's right, just transformed into like. Anyway. It's more than meets the eye. That's right, well done. That is one complicated beer. Yeasty, earthy, funky, more sour than sweet. Good. 3.75. I agree with all of that. You've got Charles at the Owl House. It's brilliant. Warm chestnut, hazelnut flavours, 
with sour cherry and funky indescribable something. Love it. Everyone loves funky indescribable something. Wow. All right, give me a few more people. Rasmus G at Beer Mash. This is becoming my favorite sour beer. So good. 4.25. Simon A, lots of barnyard flavors. Cheese, hay, funky with sour cherry and a vinous presence. Delicious. 4.75. Hay. Hey. Which sort of raises the question, how do you know what hay tastes like? Well, look, if you live in the country, maybe you have Like, I mean, like, if, if this was Mr. Ed checking yeah. it in, fine. You <laughs> eat hay. Or, or Mr. W. Or Mr. W. He probably eats hay as well. Yeah. Like, I'm tasting it. I'm t- I think it was maybe because I had the... I had those first two sips straight after having that. Yeah, you've got a good time. Now that it's, now I've had a few more, I'm definitely tasting those cherries coming through. Alright, um, what do we think about this? I really like it. Yeah, I... Yeah, I... I always think it's a four... I think it's a 4.5. Whoa. It's definitely... I was... Whoa. Even without tasting the cherries, I was like... How do you? No, no, I've had I've had a lot (laughs) of sours over the past... (laughs) Because after I was all... Remember, he doesn't want to be that guy. No, I had a lot of hobby beers in the first few days and I kind of, yeah, did get a bit hopped out and so mm. drunk a lot of uh, refreshing sours and this is like, this is, yeah, this is up, up there with the best of... I mean, I mean, you, I had I mean yeah, you went to Almanac, so you've yeah. kind of, you know, you've tasted some of the best sour yeah. beers like, like in the world, is, basically, yeah. so... Yeah, I, I do think as that cherry flavour, I think it's 4.5. Yeah, I mean, I was I was tossing up between four point two five and 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 four and a half, and yeah, no, I think mm. I think I think four point five is the cherry's is... coming through now. Really, yep. I love sort of puts it up, here. puts it up to mm. four point five. Yeah, yep. I'm um, I'm really enjoying it, but I'm probably not going to give it a four and a half. I'd say four point two five for me. I, I agree. I think it's four point two five. Wow. We have a decider. Yeah. Are we allowed to bring in a decider? I think we okay. should. Yeah. We can. We can ask our, our friend over here. So we have a friend over here who's not on the podcast, but uh, you know he can be on the podcast if he wants to. Because we need we need a fifth. Uh, our friend Shane. Um. So we're currently fighting between this being four point two five and four point five out of five. Okay. Um, You're the deciding vote. Yeah. So no pressure on you at all. And, and if you give us a number that's not one of those two, it's not going to help us. Let me, just, <laughs> no. let, me just make, let me just make it clear that, that, that those are your choices. You can choose whatever you like, but if you don't choose one of those two, we're going to have a problem. Choose I'm, I'm definitely a sour fan, but I'll, I'll go the 4.25. Ooh. Right. Yeah. There you have it. There you have it. Fair that, enough. That's that is a great beer. That, that is one of those rare moments for you know 100 episodes where um, you know my. Opinion actually ends up being the right one. <laughs> Had to happen eventually. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Yeah, you see, you see, if it's only three of us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right, three point. Uh, sorry, four point two five. <laughs> we just went through this. <laughs> so, yeah, that it has been one hundred episodes. 100 stupid, stupid episodes. Yeah. How many minutes are we up to now? Uh, we are at 38 minutes. How many did you want to get up to? 40. Yeah, okay, boom. cool. So we only talk shit for another minute and a half. Um, <laughs> Look, so, I mean, uh, it's like the longest We can do the sounds like stuff, talking about beer, stuff, stuff, beer, talking. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we'll be drinking a lot of good beers on Saturday. Grand, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Richmond, Adelaide. Yeah. It's going to be quite a... Um, 
Well, yeah. I mean, I assume we're all going to be Richmond supporters, as we're suddenly... Yeah. As, I've yeah, never supported I'm, Richmond in my life, but I'm a Victorian, so... I'm happy to support <laughs> Richmond for this week. Like, I have no stake in either of those teams. I had to support Richmond yesterday, otherwise I would have been killed at the game, I think. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all being looked at by uh, <laughs> Shane over here. <laughs> uh, Shane, Shane was the least of my worries. <laughs> yeah. no, he's a very placid supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very placid yes. supporter. <laughs> but, but yeah, Jeff, I, mean, I assume you'll be supporting Richmond. I'll be supporting Richmond. I, I basically, from the start of the finals, I mm, basically mm. was like, I'm behind Richmond yeah. because that's your skin in the game. My team didn't make it because they're useless. So yeah, let's be honest, they, they, yeah, they, they deserve it. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, I mean, I this was behind. Year. I was behind for, Richmond the um, the moment uh, Geelong lost on Friday night. Yeah, for our, yeah. for our UK listeners, Richmond is the uh, the Liverpool of Australian football. Well, good take. Yeah. <laughs> The fans always think their team is much better than... Well, the team is. The team is always capable of winning a grand final. And the fans yes. always have so much faith. So it's, the it's first, always the year. First we six. are we're going to have to d- debate this offline. I don't, I don't think that analogy quite works. Like I think, maybe I think it does. I think it does. No, I think maybe they're like the Arsenal or something. Because like, the Liverpool, well, to be fair, Liverpool, Liverpool have won a lot of success. titles, right? So, so maybe like the Carlton or something. Carlton and, and or like well, Essendon. The Carlton fans know when they're shit. Richmond fans always think they're going to be as well. They have for a long time. Just like Yeah, just like, yeah. All right, fair fickle. Fickle. <laughs> so we're 40, 40 minutes now. We're done well. We Fantastic. did well. Fantastic. So this has been the one hundredth episode of the Brunswick Beer Collective. If you're still listening now, we're really, really sorry. Um, but thank you. Yeah, but thank yeah. you. It's we really have sweet a of you. very special episode next week. Beer yeah. wise, yeah. It's, I won't say any more, but you'll want to listen to that one. But uh, and you know, we want you to listen to all of them, obviously. Uh, so we have been the stupidity that is the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we've had special guest Ben Wilson. Thanks for having me. Um, we've had um, uh, uh, we've had a distant voice, Shane. Very small comments. Thank you. But, but crucial, crucial, crucial. Yeah, the decider. Um, we've had Jeffrey Chi. Thank you. We've had a very jet lagged Paul Christoph. Yeah, I think whether you've been listening for one or a hundred episodes, thank you. Yeah, and I've been Chris Shorten, and thank you again for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with. Less fancy sand and stupidity. But until then... But fancier beers. Definitely. definitely. Very, very exciting beers. Until, until then, we'll talk to you all soon.